0: The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. From the pinnacle of the media landscape, this is Market Edge. Join your host Larry Weber as he discovers the answers from analysts, entrepreneurs, and technologists who are preparing the blueprints for the future of marketing. Hear from those who are taking us to a new age of social media, e-communities, and the blogosphere. Blogosphere. Now, please welcome your host of Market Edge, Larry Weber.
1: Hi, and welcome to Market Edge. I'm your host, Larry Weber, Chairman of RacePoint Group and Digital Influence. Marketing services companies organized to help chief marketing officers in their new role as builders of communities and content aggregators. Today, I'll be talking about the future of Google Search, vertical marketing, uh, a whole assortment of great topics for you all. With Bonita Stewart, a friend and managing director of U.S. sales at Google where she oversees strategy and sales for finance, entertainment, automotive, and travel categories. Bonita brought more than 20 years of marketing technology and industry experience to Google. She joined the company from Daimler Chrysler AG, where she served as director of Chrysler Group Interactive Communications. In 2005, Advertising Age named the Chrysler Group Interactive Marketer of the Year. Bonita also enjoyed a 10-year career with IBM and co-founded Nia Enterprises, a web-based company in 2000. Bonita is a frequent speaker in numerous marketing and interactive conferences such as iMedia, eTail, AdTech, and Automotive World Congress, and has been quoted in publications such as Automotive News, Advertising Age, Brand Week, and USA Today. In 2005, she co-authored The Fifth P of Marketing, an article for CRM Magazine. Bonita has an MBA from Harvard Business School. She resides in New York City with her husband, Kevin, and she's just back from beautiful Barcelona. And Market Edge welcomes you, Bonita.
0: Well, thank you very much, uh, Larry, for having me on your program.
1: Hey, first, real simple question. Just tell us how, you know, Google has gotten so big. It just... Before we get to your responsibilities, how, how is sales organized and what is sales about for Google? You know, a lot of people that don't know deeply the, the technology think it just sort of runs by itself, you know. Uh, so g- give us a picture of, of Google sales worldwide, and then maybe we could zoom in on what your responsibilities are.
0: Sure. I, I think from uh, Google's perspective, and when we say sales, I, I think we think of it uh, a little differently in the sense that it's uh, more consultative sales um, because our our sales organization, uh, we're in the business uh, to really improve the way the world markets, uh, the way our clients market, uh, to be able to offer them uh, effective And efficient media solutions that will deliver uh, the best value uh, to their bottom line. And so we see ourselves as um, a group um, of advisors to our clients that will offer them uh, the best business case uh, in terms of making uh, media decisions. And we have a plethora of of products, uh, including our AdWords, which is our our search platform, but we also have our content network. is part of our display solutions, uh, including YouTube, which is the uh, second to Google search uh, in terms of of searches uh, that occur. Uh, So we do have a wide variety of of products uh, to offer our clients, but our objective is to offer the solutions that deliver the, the most to their bottom line.
1: Hey, before I forget, Bonita, you know, what percentage of Google's business really, from from your consultative sales perspective, comes directly from the marketer, and how much goes through sort of the, what I would call the traditional Madison Avenue, uh, you know, sort of media buy?
0: Yeah, so... Um So just from an outside uh, resource, um, uh, we account for approximately 3% of all advertising revenue. That's online plus um, offline advertising. If we look at um, total online advertising um, uh, revenue uh, among our our owned as well as operated uh, web properties, uh, again, from an outside resource, um, it accounts for roughly uh, 30%. Wow.
1: Wow. And, um, you know, if I'm a, you know, I see your vertical markets finance, which is, at least in the traditional sense, is having a tough time, entertainment, automotive, travel. You know, how are those uh, categories doing? Uh, What are you seeing? Uh, You know, we might start with automotive because you have a lot of background there. And my guess is, you know, you know, I'm so pleased, first of all, it's too bad, wait a minute, it's too bad the automotive industry is having so much trouble in this country, but that said, you know, they should never have been spending billions of dollars in traditional advertising, because people just don't buy cars that way, I don't think. Maybe you could elaborate on that category first, and, and you know, people are still going to want to buy cars, and I would think they'd do it quite a bit through Google.
0: Well, I think uh, through the uh, just the, the catalyst of of the economy and and what has occurred, I think it's brought to the forefront uh, some of the data that we have been sharing uh, with our clients' um, data uh, from Google uh, as well as from uh, third party uh, sources. Uh, and we've noted that 55% of new car buyers actually switched um, their makes after researching their options online. So if you're not creating some sort of connection point and uh, promoting your brand online, you could miss that opportunity. We've also uh, noted uh, the fact that uh, consumers are looking for help, you know, we use 24 7, but it is truly 24 7. We actually looked at Google queries um, in terms of when consumers are searching for automotive um, answers um, from Google, and we found that 35% are searching during uh, the hours of 7 p.m. and 7 a.m. when the dealership is closed. So the online platform offers the automotive marketers the, the opportunity to keep their dealerships open 24 uh, 7, which I I think is a, is a different um, a mindset. Um, and what we've seen, though, is really um, what we call the survival of the fastest. Um, and I think uh-huh. given the, the crisis that has ensued, we've seen um, marketers that have made very quick uh, decisions um, to recognize uh, the efficacy now of online media because now they've they uh, have to, they're forced to go for the most efficient solution uh, for them, and that would deliver the highest ROI, and that's where um, we can shine and and, sh- and show them uh, the way that, um, we recently, uh, as you know, the cash for clunkers uh, bill has has been signed, and um, we've seen uh, with, through just Google Insights um, in terms of rising searches right there, cash for clunkers. Exactly, <laughs> those those are the keywords, and and so we have a number of OEMs again that have been first to the party to be able to say we're going to capitalize on those, you know, the the three keywords, um, you know, that as consumers are searching. Uh, to turn in their their older vehicles so i would say from an automotive perspective um, uh, those that are moving fastest are will be the the winners and and winners not in the sense of you know in the current economic climate but winners when we get, do get the big bounce when the economy turns around we know that this market can go upward to you know 16 17 million vehicles sold um, versus the 10 million um, um, that is projected for this year
1: wow you know and that just makes so much logical sense hey uh, how about entertainment you know my, I, my youngest is a 13 year old boy and I made the mistake of buying all these large screen televisions that he never watches all he does is google his shows and he also is on YouTube maybe an hour a day. Uh, and it's increasingly powerful, his, his and his friend's connection uh, to YouTube. And like you mentioned, I don't know if my audience knows, that you know YouTube surpassed uh, MSN uh, late last year and has become the second most popular search engine, as Bonita has said. But back to the question, entertainment, YouTube, and Google, what's happening, Bonita?
0: Well, I would say um, if you go to YouTube.com today, uh, you will see uh, um, a major program for Harry Potter, and I think it's a it's a prime example of how YouTube uh, is is being utilized uh, within the the entertainment uh, sp- uh, space. Uh, so there's a, an opportunity for you uh, to go in and have an experiential. Um, uh, view um, of, of Harry Potter. So I, I would encourage um, the, the listeners to go in and take a look at um, some of the types of things that we're doing um, uh, from an entertainment perspective. And I, I will just uh, backtrack to just an, an automotive example because I thought it was unique and it was the first ever um, where we had Volvo that was uh, announcing uh, a new product uh, and they embedded Twitter uh, into their uh, overall uh, ad that appeared um, on the the YouTube uh, masthead and so again we 're seeing very creative uses and I would say that entertainment has been always been very progressive in terms of movie launches and utilizing the platform but we 're now seeing um, Others, um, other uh, articles that are taking advantage of online video, which we're quite uh, bullish about, um, and I think uh, we believe that uh, a number of consumers, uh, uh, I mean, uh, are going and searching um, for information, and instead of uh, looking at uh, or just reading text, uh, they they do want the sight, sound, and motion uh, that video offers.
1: Yeah. Hey, um, we'll skip finance for now and uh, go right to travel. You know, up here in our neck of the woods, we were uh, we had somebody that was a pioneer uh, and really developed Tripadvisor. You know, eight nine years ago. So this is sort of a twofold question. First, how's the tra- how does Google and travel work? The, uh, of these sophisticated sites, um, you know, already out there, Expedia, Travelocity, etc., and how about this idea of peer-to-peer recommendation, like uh, you know, like TripAdvisor does? Is is that something that's in the cards eventually for a Google?
0: well I can't speak to our, our future products but I can feature uh, speak to uh, some what we feature today sure. um, but I would say from a travel perspective um, the travel industry um, has always been at the, the forefront in terms of direct response um, and uh, we've seen uh, from a direct response perspective um, we recently uh, uh, did a, a survey um, and we found that um, the around close to 60% said that they were looking at increasing even further their, their online media. And probably the majority of that um, uh, growth would be within the di- direct response uh, display category. And so um, so what we're seeing is um, the fact that the growth uh, will come um, within display. Uh, they've been very sophisticated in, from a search perspective, um, but now they're looking at uh, new opportunities uh, as it relates to targeting uh, through uh, content networks.
1: Oh, okay. So I see that. And so, would, would Expedia and Travelocity and those kinds of companies actually be clients of
0: Google's? You know. Yeah. So um, they use our products. Yep. So, um, so the the travel industry is looking for uh, the best optimization from a keyword perspective uh, in terms of, of of noting movements in the market. So, is is Hawaii the the the, the top destination, or is it the their car rental uh, as consumers make a choice between air and 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 car?
1: Yeah. Hey, you know. Um... Why don't we take a break here, audience and Bonita, just a short one, and please stand by. We'll be right back with Bonita Stewart uh, from Google and more of the conversation here on Market Edge. Be right back.
0: Market Edge will continue in just a moment. Did you know? 99 Designs is a leading marketplace for graphic design on the Internet. Did you know? 99 Designs connects you to a community of over 35,000 designers who will compete to do the best work for you. Did you know? 99 Designs allows you to post projects for Lolo design, webpage design, t-shirt design, and more. Did you know? 99 Designs projects the average of over 70 different design options for a price that you set. 99 Designs. When designers compete, you win. Use the power of Local Pages. With over 5 billion searches per month and the largest database of paid search listings, let Local Pages Affiliate Network personalize your account and give you the search tools and solutions you need. Become a Local Pages Affiliate today with LocalPages.com.
1: Get more traffic-maximizing details now at friendfinder.com.
0: Fired Up with Gordon Rudeau, Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Culture and Business Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. From the pinnacle of the marketing landscape, we now return to Market Edge. Once again, here's your host, Larry Weber.
1: Welcome back to Market Edge. This is your host, Larry Weber, and I'm here today with Bonita Stewart, Managing Director of U.S. Sales at Google, talking about the future of just about everything digital and search and vertical marketing. I want to shift in a moment um, a little bit away from Google, just because you have so much experience in the digital marketing space, Bonita, but maybe one last sort of big umbrella question, not from a product perspective, you said you really can't speak to future products, but how about just the future of search, you know, where are we, where are we going as the world gets more visual and, and the data, there's so much data, we have to get down to it, you know, quicker, faster, what's your personal view of the, of the, of the future of companies like Google and, and the search category?
0: Well, I think within the the, uh, search category, uh, there's some interesting things that are are going on. Um, There's more video searches, as we've seen on YouTube, so that's a a significant uh, indicator of of where the market is going. I think the other thing that we've seen is uh, consumers, it used to to be that you would put in one or two keywords, where now there's an expectation from consumers uh, that they can search for um, an, an a longer string of keywords, questions, and so... Um, we expect that, uh, particularly in in today's uh, economic climate, what we're seeing is that consumers are searching more. They want more information about the product so that they can make the best decision. Um, And so increasingly, search uh, will continue to have a very relevant role uh, for the consumer uh, from a a research uh, perspective and from a, uh, a brand marketer perspective it's important uh, to make sure that you're represented as, as within that intersection of, of research uh, because decisions could, uh, could be made online um, and, and brand preferences could change just through uh, the way a, a consumer is uh, conducting their, their shopping process.
1: Hey um Bonita, let's let's shift a little bit to just so we're, some broader, you know, questions around marketing and digital marketing in general. But first, you know, you were at a big corporation, Chrysler, that spent a lot of money on television advertising, like the uh, other automotive companies did. Just from your first take, you know, last year, one hundred seventy-five billion dollars in network television uh, advertising. Forrester said probably a third of it is DVR'd or TiVo'd. As we come out of this recession, where do you think the state of television advertising is or going to be?
0: Yeah, I I believe that there clearly will always be a role um, for television. And I think that we've seen um, uh, a significant factor uh, in terms of television. television uh, driving from offline to online. So there clearly is a role within the media mix. I think that what CMOs will be grappling with, and I think that uh, the, the current uh, economic climate is, is forcing um, uh, a reevaluation of the media mix and given some of the situations that are happening with, with the, the DVRs and the TiVos of the world, uh, having access to more information in terms of set box information is, will allow the marketers to do the appropriate shift uh, in terms of their media mix. So I don't necessarily think that uh, TV, um, as I said, will always have a role. The question is, as you look at your media mix, what what percent of the pie will it represent um, as you're uh, promoting your brand um, or trying to drive online uh, conversions? And, and at the same time, having access to the consumer uh, in an always-on fashion. And I think the marketers that start to solve that mix issue, um, uh, I think, will be the ones that will um, move forward um, and take advantage of the, um, the synergies between uh, offline and online.
1: couldn't agree with you more. That, of course, leads to a question which you also have great expertise in from your past, and that's in sort of uh, metrics, uh, measurement, and analytics. Um, do you see that, you know, refining itself so that in this always-on marketing environment, marketers have the information they need very quickly so they can make decisions uh, to communicate with consumers most effectively?
0: Well, it's interesting. Um, I've had a, uh, a long experience uh, just in terms of looking at, from a business intelligence uh, perspective, and I think those that were in the online um, uh, space for for a while we 've always had access to information, so we had some key indicators of what was going in the marketplace um, while we were waiting for someone to tell us exactly what was happening. we really knew you know based upon um, online activity, website activity, uh, etc. I think having access to that information um, will be important uh, for marketers and I think I think pulling the um, uh, information from the databases that will occur um, in terms of, of online and, and having access uh, to that information uh, will be uh, important um, but there will be so many more sources of that information so we have a product um, called uh, Google Insights for Search uh, you can just go in and, and um, take a look at it search for it insights for search and you have the opportunity to categorize and we will show you um, just the popularity of searches uh, broken out by categories. Uh, You can look at geographically what's happening across the country and across the world. Uh, You can also look at uh, rising searches uh, and look at uh, popular uh, searches, and that level of information is important to a marketer because you can start to assess correlations, but most importantly, uh, it will allow the marketer to be more predictive and allow the marketers to stay at least two steps ahead and play more of a chess game uh, from a business perspective versus waiting for the 30-day, 60-day analysis, you know, looking in the rearview mirror uh, in terms of what has happened. Uh, And I think that will be an important change uh, within the marketing space.
1: Uh, couldn't agree more. How about um, uh, you know? How about uh, I've been hearing more and more marketers using quick surveys through this SurveyMonkey. Do you do you know much about it, and and why do you think it's getting so popular?
0: Well, I think there um, are a number of tools. Um, uh, we have, you know, an internal tool that, that we use just very quickly uh, to assess, um, you know, popularity in, in terms of, of taking um, uh, survey uh, questions and gaining instantaneously. I think if we've all seen tools where you're in a meeting and you can know instantaneously, uh, you know, through a, through a text, exactly how everyone feels uh, so we don't it's, it's the time and I think that's what's collapsing is um, survey you know five ten years ago you had to wait for the results and I think what's different today is the fact that you don't have to wait for the results the results are instantaneous
1: right and that and that just makes for so much easier to make decisions and and, and will help with that mix you're talking about I think you know to see which things work and are most effective Yes. Um, Hey, in the first fifteen minutes of the program, you mentioned uh, one marketer, I think it was Volvo, I'm not sure, but anyway, they embedded Twitter as part of their campaign they were doing. This question is obvious, but, you know, dear to my heart. As you know, Bonita, I, I've written and pushed the, the concept of social media and marketing uh, for quite a while. How about, you know, Bonita Stewart's view on uh, social media, social networks, uh, you know, that type of thing in the marketing mix. And just the, your reaction to now, I think, close to 300 million people on Facebook, Twitter just, just tweeting all over the place, LinkedIn really getting its act together and, you know, surpassing 50 million. So your views on the, on the macro sense and your views on how about in the marketing mix?
0: well i would I would say that social media is uh, is here to stay. It, it offers um. Uh, again, instantaneous communication but I think most importantly it offers collaboration and collaboration in a couple of senses. One, collaboration uh, in terms of, of uh, people-to-people communication um, but I think we'll increasingly see the opportunity uh, for brands to collaborate and you have never really thought about brands collaborating uh, with people. It was we have something to deliver to you um, but I think social media um, will Allow uh, a brand to people collaboration, um, which uh, I think will be very uh, a different level of, of marketing than, that we've than we've ever seen before.
1: Right. I mean the uh, the plethora of applications now we're seeing on top of Facebook, etc uh... is just mind-boggling to me and you know we're finally seeing uh... which i'd love your comment on uh... very large clients So one example is ibm actually moving millions of dollars uh, from television into more private social uh, programs where that's actually passworded uh, you know communities to their specific customers where they can even help develop products together so it's it's almost can also be beyond marketing your comment on that Bonita.
0: Well, again, I think we'll see a tremendous amount of creativity. Uh, I was talking to a colleague yesterday, and and, uh, the way he gets updates on his his son in school is the, the, the teacher tweets. And so all the parents have access to what is happening at the school. And so that's just one level of creativity, but I think we'll see many, many more applications um, in in terms of of creativity and uses of of social media.
1: In uh, my new book that's coming out in July, Sticks and Stones, I dedicate a whole chapter on YouTube, Bonita, called uh, the YouTube juggernaut, where I look out to the horizon and I say, as YouTube matures, it's going to become an extremely powerful platform for marketers because it's so visual and therefore so emotive. Thoughts on how marketers really can use YouTube properly uh, as it, uh, today and as it, it grows in its influence? If you agree it's going to grow in influence, which is my premise.
0: Yes, I will say the the uh, for us it's it's a YouTube, but I would say the entire category of online video will grow in terms of of influence um, because of the the level of information that can be disseminated. So uh, while you only have 30 or 60 seconds, uh, 60 seconds to uh, create that emotion around your product, what you'll find is uh, with online video you have more of an opportunity um, to present the uh, the product specifications um, and I think th- there's other categories um uh, one of the the uh, merging categories within YouTube is the how to uh, so if you're trying to learn how to do something um, you'll have the opportunity uh, to find that information uh, online um, and uh, if as you're doing research um, y- online video will, I mean, we'll have the online video encyclopedia. It will be very different. You don't have to learn about a subject um, just by reading about it, but you can uh, learn about a subject by experiencing it.
1: Hey, you know, you mentioned also, uh, you know, that about sort of the quick survey analysis that marketers could do uh, using you know with Google's tools. You know, for our listeners' sake, do you think there's any other tools that that Google has that we're we're not embracing and that we're you know we should really go look for that could help us in a cheap, easy, always-on marketing environment. Um, you know, because I didn't even know we could go do a little granular work uh, like on that survey and analysis kind of category that you had talked about.
0: Yes. I would say from a marketing perspective, if you don't uh, understand the insights research tool, it's, it's available uh, uh, to the to the public. Uh, that is the one recommendation uh, you know, upon leaving the show today I would encourage every single marketer uh, to go in and take a look at insights for search. Uh, you can go back to 2004, you can segment it um, by month, by year, look at comparisons um, and uh, index to, uh, to the category so to see how brands are performing vis-a-vis their category. A uh, tremendous amount uh, of uh, information that could be gleaned um, as input for decision making.
1: We're, we're running out of time I always save one last question and sometimes it puts our guest on the spot a little bit, Anita. so if it does just we you don't need to find an answer but I always like to ask savvy digital individuals and professionals like yourselves even if it's not in your professional category is there some new site or blog or, or anything in the digital universe that you have found recently to be you know sort of fun interesting helpful to your life that you uh, you would share with our listeners.
0: Well, I would encourage everyone uh, to go in and look at um, uh, the the wave video. There's a, a video in terms of just uh, social media. It was announced on the Google blog, uh, but you can go in and, and take a look at um, you kind know, of the the, uh, the the future of um, of social media, and it's, it's quite an interesting uh, video uh, to watch.
1: How do we get there, Bonita?
0: Uh, You can go in, just Google uh, Wave, and uh, you should be able to find it. Cool.
1: Well, Onita Stewart, Managing Director of U.S. Sales at Google, I hope you continue to have the the, the rocket ship career that uh, you deserve, and we wish all the best to Google as well. And I want to thank you for being our guest on Market Edge
0: today. Thank you so much, uh, Larry, for having me.
1: And thanks, everyone in the audience, for listening to today's Market Edge conversation. Tune in again next Tuesday at 12 noon Eastern time in the U.S. at webmasterradio.fm. This is Larry Weber from W2 and Market Edge. Thanks again for listening, everybody. Bye-bye.